Welcome to the On Your Left Podcast, the politics podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames, and I use she-them pronouns. And I'm Narali Shath, I use she-her pronouns. Uh, we are in your uh, podcast feeds every single Wednesday, so please be sure to hit the follow button, um, tell your friends, tell your family, especially tell those members of the family that you know can be convinced of things, but you're too tired to explain things to them. Send them the pod. Have us explain it to them. And if you want to show your gratitude for us explaining these complicated topics to your family members, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash onyourleftpod. Please, please support us on Patreon. It really helps. Our main topic tonight is the Georgia Senate runoffs. Because we are limited on time, we're going to try to make this a nice, fast, easy episode. So, if you live in Georgia, here are some important dates that you need to know. On December 7th, there is the voter registration deadline. If you or anyone you know is turning 18 by January 5th, which is election day, you can register to vote now. You can request your absentee ballot now. And on December 14th, that is the beginning of early voting, and we will be able to volunteer for the Georgia Senate campaigns, which are currently in runoffs. For we can donate and volunteer up until January fifth, up until election day. We have a chance to make a difference. That is huge and extremely important. It's so so important that we win these Senate races. Um, and do you want to talk a little bit about why? Yeah. So. These last two Senate races will determine who controls the Senate. It could be Mitch McConnell or literally anybody else. Preferably, I am on the side of literally anyone else. Just just a thought. I like the sound of anyone else. We also know of so many senators who are capable and up to that job who ran for president, who just ran for president a few months ago. Some of these senators follow us on Twitter. Like, we would yeah. really prefer one of them being the, the leader instead of Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. But there's also so much we can do that would impact our lives if we have control of the Senate. If we had if we had a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we could get so much done. Literally in the f- first week, we can get so much done. The last time this happened, to give you an idea... The last time we had all three of these things, the United States government created a law called the Affordable Care Act, which, as it turns out, was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Having health insurance um, is a good thing because it means you don't have to pay an absurd amount of money just to continue living. And really quickly, to get an idea of what this Democratic Senate could do... I think we should talk about uh, some of the bills we've talked about on this podcast. Bills that have all passed the House of Representatives, but then never got a vote in Mitch McConnell's Senate. Yeah, they're literally sitting on his desk or in his inbox. I don't know how technologically proficient the Senate is, but they're right there for him to put on the floor to a vote. Yeah, it is a little bit complicated how... We do a lot of things on tradition, but this is not about good government reform. (laughs) This is about the HEROES Act, which is the um, Health and Economic Recovery 
Omnibus Emergency Solutions Act. Basically, it responds to everything COVID-19. Pretty much. The bill responds to COVID-19 and the outbreak and its impact on economy, public health, state and local governments, individuals, and businesses. If you complained that $1,200 wasn't enough for you to live off of, you were right. And this would have addressed that. Yeah, um, this would have addressed that in May of 2020 had Mitch McConnell um, let it pass through the Senate. Um, He didn't even let senators vote to save lives. He didn't let them do that. Um, So this would happen pretty quick, I think, if we get these two Senate seats. I think... Look, COVID relief is too important to wait on. Um, I mean, we asked you to contact your senators about this in August in our education episode because this bill includes roughly $58 billion for local school districts to stabilize public education and save jobs. And right now, one of my little brothers is back in his public school for a hybrid learning model. And I don't know if my school has the resources to protect all of the kids in their care. And we certainly don't have the funding for it because I've seen the budget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we could use this help. Every single public school district needs this help. Um, because they've been given an impossible task. Every business needs this help because they've been forced to remain open because they can't afford to, to close. And they've been forced to lay off employees and fire employees because they can't afford to keep employees. And it's just, it's never ending the impact of just not pumping money to the American people. There are a lot of people who have profited off of this pandemic. Um, And they're all billionaires, basically. So I think we should help everyday people, the people that make up our communities, our public school teachers, our firefighters, our hospitals, our contact tracers, and give them the help they need because I've seen too many people just not be able to make it through. I've seen too many people lose loved ones for us to not help people since May. Yep. Well, speaking of preventable things, <laughs> let's talk about the climate. Yeah, so um, they're also uh, sitting on Mitch's desk is uh, the Climate Action Now Act. So this bill would have required the United States to be a part of the Paris Climate Agreement and require the president to develop a plan to achieve the agreement benchmarks. Um, because as we know, Donald Trump uh, decided to just peace out of that. Um Fortunately, Biden has agreed to um, rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement as soon as he can. Um, However, this would codify that into law, and it would be great. Unfortunately, since we asked you to contact your senators in July in our climate change episode, the situation, you know, has changed with the United States formally pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. But that was absolutely preventable because this bill passed the House in May of 2019. Had the Senate acted, we would still be part of the Paris Climate Agreement. We would be working towards a future with green infrastructure, with public transportation, with a higher percentage 
of jobs in already growing fields of renewable energy. And instead, we have no plan and are not in the Paris Climate Agreement. Yeah, we would have been voting for the future to have a future, period. Like, that's that's what's at stake here with both the HEROES Act and the and the climate bills. It's our future. It's the continued existence of humanity. And I, a democratic Senate that would stand for the continued existence of humanity, which feels like we're putting a lot on them, but the bar has been set really, really low. So that's, that's where we're at. The bar um, is in the ocean because the oceans are, you know, flooding everywhere and (laughs) and getting higher and higher. (laughs) Oh yeah, the oceans are rising and it sunk the bar. <laughs> Love it. Well, I think I think a democratic senate beyond just standing for like the continued existence of the human race and our planet is also something that's been made really clear that they are standing for fairness and equality because we as Americans believe in fairness. We believe in people getting equal rights uh although not everybody likes it being phrased that way but that's what it is so let's talk about the paycheck fairness act yeah the paycheck fairness act um we talked about very recently actually in october um when we were discussing uh the whole princeton pay gap debacle um so basically this bill would add procedural protections to the Equal Pay Act of 1963 and the Fair Labor Standards Act as a part of an effort to address the gender pay gap in the United States. So um, we already technically should have equal pay, but we don't. And this is going to put measures in place to make that better. If you want more details, please check out, you know, our older episodes. But we shouldn't still be fighting for equal pay. We shouldn't be. I, we shouldn't, I shouldn't be having the same fights that my grandparents did. This, it shouldn't be an issue anymore. But we're here, and we still have it. So a Democratic Senate would at the very least vote on the Paycheck Fairness Act, which passed the House in March of 2019. And you know what? Even if it doesn't pass, I want to know every single senator who voted against it, every single senator who would vote against people getting equal pay, and then fire them. Perfect. I'm down for that. Um, And we can do that because they work for us. Speaking of fairness, um, we also uh, want equal rights for, uh, you know, everyone regardless of sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Um, The Equality Act would prohibit discrimination based on sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity in a wide variety of areas, including public accommodations, facilities, 
education, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, and the jury system. Specifically, the bill defines and includes sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity among the prohibited categories of discrimination or segregation, which means protected categories. I have beef with the wording, but (laughs) that's fine. Yeah, this is the bill that we've talked about more than literally any other thing that we've talked about, because this would solve so many problems or it would at least start solving so many problems that the LGBT community is facing. Um, whether that be trans students fighting to be acknowledged as their proper gender, or uh, kids trying to stand up to bullying. It includes uh, our right to not be fired or denied housing for being part of the LGBT community. Uh, it has the power to change so much for millions of people. And we're very gay. Yeah. So this does... <laughs> yeah. Just... It matters to us personally. But it, it could change the things for millions and millions of people. So we talk about it all the time. It's so, so important. Um, and... Just having a law that says you can't discriminate against these people, which is just us, um, it would be huge. It it would be huge. We wouldn't have that cake lady saying, I don't want to make your wedding cake because you're gay. Um, we wouldn't have, you know... A, a county clerk rejecting your marriage form because you're gay. We wouldn't have constant battles about what trans people are allowed to do and aren't allowed to do because it's in the law. You can't discriminate against them. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that people will stop trying to discriminate against them. Yeah. Bigots are very, very persistent. But it would mean there would be actual consequences to their action instead of all of us judging them. Maybe, like, you know, if you're discriminating against someone as an HR professional, you shouldn't be allowed to be an HR professional. You know? That sort of thing. So I distinctly remember when this bill was a thing, um, became a thing because Taylor Swift was promoting, um an album at the time that is not the current album that is not her latest album because we are two taylor swift albums away from this act getting put on mitch mcconnell's desk um and she was promoting the equality act uh with the promotion of lover um and um the fact that we are two taylor swift albums past that is ridiculous and kind of horrifying. Yeah, I, I think the fact that this, the bill passed the House in May of 2019 and nothing has been done is more shocking of a fact than realizing that you measure time in Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> I mean, is it real? Like, it's very, 
it's this is me we're talking about i measure most things by taylor swift yeah (laughs) if you want a future where norali is free to completely ignore the constraints of time where we have a government that is values protecting human life and building an economy that works for everyone where our communities aren't devastated by a virus or a climate emergency or by the fact that economically you're likely to be paid less if you are a woman if you are trying to build a world that is fair and equal where we treat people once again just equally not even equitably or just equally if you want that world you are going to donate or volunteer in the georgia senate runoffs for john ossoff or reverend raphael warnock to help them win these senate races so we can start building that future for us i mean also maybe like future generations but us right now yeah we we are pretty young um even for millennials we're pretty young they're Hopefully, we ha- knock on wood, we have a lot of future ahead of us, and we want that future to be good. I don't want my grandkids fighting the same battles that I'm fighting. Just, like, I don't want to be fighting the same battles my grandma fought. Yeah. So let's let's get through this. Let's get through this. And um, you can go to gasenate.com to get involved. That is G-A, like Georgia senate.com to get involved with these races give your time give your money give just your voice and tell other people about the fact that they can get involved and let's make a difference Mm -hmm. and um if you are in georgia you can vote early on december 14th you can Begin voting early. Please vote early by mail in order to save lives. The pandemic is getting worse and worse by the day. Um, So please, please vote early. Save lives. Uh, I'm going to run through the dates again. Um, December 7th is the voter registration deadline. If you are 18 on January 5th, you can register to vote for this election. December 14th is the start of early voting. Please vote early if you can. And January 5th is election day when we will be once again glued to Gable News to find out the results of this election. And if you are voting by mail, you can request your absentee ballot right now. Do it now. Get it in early so you're not stressed out in a few weeks about where it is. You can take steps right now to make sure your vote will count. So please do them. All right. All right, let's talk about some good things. What's your good thing, Norelli? My good thing is gay Christmas movies. We are approaching December rapidly, and on November 25th, a movie with Love of My Life, Kristen Stewart, and Love of My Life, Dan Levy, uh, and a bunch of other people is coming to your small screens on Hulu and... I think it's called Happiest Season. I don't remember. It's a cheesy Christmas movie, and it's gay, and it's so lesbian, and it's great. Um, 
and I cannot wait for it. And there's also another Christmas movie that I'm going to grab the name of right now. Um, that is about time travel and bisexuality and wondering if the person you're with right now um, is the right one for you or if it's someone from your past. And it looks very deep and wonderful. Um, and we're getting multiple gay Christmas movies, y'all. That is huge. I remember a time with no gay Christmas movies. It was less colorful. It was less colorful and, um, oh my god, I just can't wait for these movies. They're gonna be so fun. I'm very excited. Also, um, I will add that, um, the Kristen Stewart one is pretty white and, um, the non-Kristen Stewart one is, uh, Full of people of color, and it's great. Need to grab the names of this. Okay, so Kristen Stewart one is called Happiest Season, and A New York Christmas Wedding is on Netflix, and it features is queer, and it features a love story about two uh, women of color, um, and looks amazing, and. Yeah, I can't wait for both of these. One's on Netflix, one's on Hulu. They're gay Christmas movies. Watch them, bring some joy into your lives. These sound incredibly cheesy, and I can't wait. New York Christmas Wedding is less cheesy, more deep. But yes, they both look great. Uh, my good news is some COVID-19 news. We almost never get good news about this. But a $1 million donation by Dolly Parton to coronavirus vaccine research helped support the development of the Moderna vaccine, which early data shows offers 95% protection from the virus. So, first of all, still very happy about this early data showing 95% protection. There's still a lot of work to be done. We need to make sure there aren't any side effects or if there are side effects that they're not, you know, extremely dangerous. Um, we need to, you know, see how long the vaccine lasts to see if people will need booster shots later on. There's, there's still a lot of work to do. But Dolly Parton is just so great. I love her so much. She's an American hero. She's like, honestly, she, iconic. her charities, uh, one of her charities provides books to kids in impoverished communities and so many people have benefited from that reading program. Um, she just does so much good work. And she's an incredible musician and wrote two of her most popular songs in the same day. And then is helping save lives through uh, coronavirus vaccine research. I just, what an incredible woman. I, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, I'm a fan, so Same. that's great. Um, do we have a mango fact? Okay, so um, a teenager in Queensland, Australia, uh, made a full-length ball gown made of mango seeds. Oh. She uh, sewed the dress for her uh, design and tech class, uh, 
and it weighs about five kilograms. I have no idea what that translates to in American. Um, <laughs> but she said, I was at home for a very long time due to lockdown, so I had plenty of free hours to sow mango seeds. And if you don't know, mango seeds are pretty large. Um, so it looks like she drained the mango seeds and flattened them and made this like really cool ruffle effect. Um, for everyone, the weight of the dress in American is 11 pounds. I don't even... There's only one other country that uses it. Let's just... It's American. It's imperial. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a synonym for American. Let's be real. It's a, pr- it's a very pretty dress, t- too. It has a really nice corset top, and the skirt is made of the mango seeds. Oh, this is a beautiful dress. It's a beautiful dress. dress. I mean, not only is this, a, like, a sustainable fashion, mm-hmm. quite literally, it's also just a very well-made, beautiful-looking dress. Yeah. It, it says she would take the mango seeds home, dry them, and then sew them onto the dress, and it took her about four months. Um, and also, what a cool person. She wants to study nursing, but she's like, yeah, fashion can be an option. In the future, she'd love to see mango seeds used as a fiber like cotton and just raise awareness in the community to show that there's uh, there's waste and we can do something with it. That's amazing. I quite like the snooze. Yeah. Thank you, ABC, Australian Broadcast Network. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode all about the future and what we can build because we can do absolutely what we are imagining now and build a better world for us, for kids to live growing up now, and for people who aren't even here yet. This is, we have fought so hard to get the wins that we have and it's just, it's hard, it's exhausting, and hopefully we all, you know, have been following our self-care tips and been uh, keeping up with that. But we're just a little bit left. And a little bit more to go. If you want to see how uh, we are dealing with everything in real time, uh, you can find me at Katrina Ames on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. Where can we find you, Narali? You can find me on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch at FirewordSparkler. You can also find us at On Your Left Pod on Twitter and Patreon. Um, once again, if you support our Patreon, it would be lovely and wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, this has been the On Your Left Podcast, all about the Georgia Senate runoffs. We hope you have a lovely week. Goodbye. Bye.